talking with Rod Jones, who has Replenish, which is a ministry that helps people replenish, be right. whole, be healed, right? And you deal a lot with pastors and leaders and people in ministry, by and large, right? By and large, that's our target. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, everybody's got a soul, so yeah, everybody. we, we do a lot of ancillary stuff as well. Yeah. And, and what would be one of the things that you ask the guys when you sit down in a group? Now, one of the questions I think it yeah. really gets people thinking is, let me, let's be honest. What is your wife complaining about right now? <laughs> okay, this is, this is going to be really good for uh, someone. I don't need this. <laughs> I do. Whatever it, it is, like, whatever's coming, <laughs> I need it. <laughs> I went, oh, man. Oh, man, I hope my wife doesn't listen to this particular podcast, but she will. And uh, anyway, so Rod Jones is here. We're going to do that thing today on Brave Men. And uh, remember, for all your needs, for discipling men, for things you need in your local church, your group, your parish, wherever you are, anywhere in the world, go to cmn.men, Christian Men's Network, cmn.men. And uh, Rod's going to be great today on uh, Brave Men. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for letting me come. I, yeah. It's been fun so far chatting with you, but I got to say, like, uh, what encourages my soul and blesses me is just to see guys like you and to uh, be friends with you and like just knowing that we're doing things together and I'm better for it. So thanks for what you do. Yeah. Rod Jones today on Brave Men. It's Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Wisdom and courage for the journey. Hey, Rod. So you asked a question uh, right at the in a little teaser at the front which is, uh, what's your spouse complaining about, right? Okay, so let me give a practical example for me, from our lives, and it's something I actually, <laughs> I was gonna say I corrected it, but maybe I've been correcting it for about 30 years now. Okay, we're getting real now. Okay, and that is, in, in particular, this is a first world problem, okay? So this is, uh, in a little more sophisticated culture, everybody's got these uh, dishwashers little machine, right? That sits in the kitchen, wash your stuff, whatever. And I was always really good at, at kind of cleaning stuff off and setting it to the side of the sink. But not putting it in the well, dishwasher. Exactly. And my <laughs> wife one day goes, how come you don't put it in? I go, well, I don't know. I got people who do that. <laughs> That's a perfect answer. I, I've come to find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was great. So she mentioned that. It was more to mention, but it was a, you know. And so I'm like, yeah, baby, I'm sorry. Okay, I should put it in. Well, then I realized what would even be like stronger. Like this would be like, this, this is where you move into the area of getting points. Would be that I would actually unload the dishwasher. Oh, man. Now you're really going. Now I'm messing with people's stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or what about even just like the, the one before that, like maybe cooking dinner? Not just uh, finding the restaurant, cooking but like dinner. buying stuff, cooking stuff. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I barbecue. Uh, that's, that's no, here's that. the deal. This is true, though. You're probably a, a chef or something, but, but there's some things I can do, and I just don't get out of my lane. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, I don't do that. My wife would say that because I love to cook. Yeah. Love it. I cook way too much. There's like really? four of us. Yeah, I cook. I love it. Really? Just, you know, food doesn't talk back. Food doesn't give me any lip. <laughs> food doesn't have a lot of problems. I just cut it and cook it and, cut you know. Cut it and cook yeah, it and go. It's fine, yeah. But yes. I grill too. And, you know, during the, the COVID yeah, years, yeah. I, uh, I went to smoking. So yeah. I could smoke some meat as well. Smoke some meat. So, uh, Rod, you've got this, this thing, replenish. 
Tell me where that came from in your own life. Like, you know, this thing, you, you take guys away on retreats and, and you're helping men not burn out or recover from burnout or, you know, like right now the whole world's dealing with PTSD, right? Mm -hmm. We're all in this post-traumatic syndrome of, from COVID and still sort of in the middle of it. How did this start in your own life? Where did this germination come from? Sure. I think if I look back in ministry, man, I had, had some great ministry opportunities being on staff at church, churches and uh, working for amazing pastors, having great mentors in my life. And so I saw a reasonable amount of like, I don't know if I call it success, but just like really everything was great, right? Mm -hmm. Not didn't have a lot of like challenges, but you know, it wasn't like, you know, over the top, you know, shoot for the moon kind of stuff, but it was solid and, and I was healthy and my family was healthy. That was in California, yeah? And most in California, yeah. some, sometime here in Texas, but. Some in Texas, California. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and so when I saw like real world problems, I'm going, whoa, what is this all about? And then, uh, you know, when I read the stats and uh, at the time we were doing a lot of aggressive networking here in Dallas and I saw like pastors burn out, like just like of our groups, wow. you know, we were doing, uh, we had 10, relational networks, you know, kind of lunch and learn things in Was Dallas. that based out of the church in uh, California? Or was no, that, it, was, it was here. Was it was the it was thing here. you were doing here. And yeah, you were correct. building relational networks and pastors. We, we were leaders. trying to do, yeah, we were trying to do a healthy relational network within wow. 20 minutes drive of every pastor in oh, wow. Dallas and Collin County. Wow. So we were up to 10 at our peak yeah. and uh, it was great. And, uh, you know, we were just kind of data mining and finding people and networking word of mouth. Yeah. And, uh, and we would see like a 50% turnover rate every year. And I'm like, this is not a Barna number. Like, these are friends that I have. You know, we start with 100 guys in a network group. And then year two or eight, eight months later, it was down to like, you know, 50 people. Like, now, when you say turnover, do you mean that those people just no longer came to the group or they actually had issues that caused them to no longer be in ministry or what? Yeah. So there was probably more people that actually were not part of the group, but we saw 50% turnover and it was good and bad, right? There was yeah. some transference, there were yeah. transfer stuff. Yeah. There was some, you know, I, I got a different church in a different yeah. part of town. Yeah. I can't do this. I, I took a different staff position, but there was some stupid stuff. I messed up. I did this. Yeah. I burn out. I got out of ministry and like, Wow. It was kind of crazy. I mean, yeah. 50%, some of, the, some of the guys that were, were doing this with us at the time, they would say, like, that's, that's an aggressive, I mean, not an aggressive number. They'd say probably closer to 60. That's a huge number. Yeah, it, it blew our minds. It, it really it impacted me hugely. That's huge. You and I uh, were talking earlier about J. Robert Clinton's book, The Making of a Leader, in which he had studied, when it first came out in 1988, he had studied, he and his class at Fuller University, Fuller Theological Seminary, um, had studied the lives of 150 key leaders in the Bible, 150 contemporary leaders, and found that only 30% finished strong. Crazy. Right? So that number, and then he just came out with a revised version. I've got it sitting on my desk at my, at my home right now. Uh, they, I think the number was 5,000 leaders they looked at, in the, and he was shocked because of the same stats held. Rod, this is huge stuff, and then you saw it, right in front of you man and we didn't have a way to quantify it and then finally i read some stats and went this is not okay it's not okay so this is where replenish came from yes i mean if i can use this term i, I think you know we started a ministry because we were pissed off yeah or if i need to say we started a ministry because we were angry and mad and upset yeah well <laughs> so it's a bunch of guys here i think we i think we understand you uh so in other words out of if you will, this turmoil in you. Hey, this is not okay. It's like when you, when you have friends that tip over 
That's the way I, I kind of look at it. You know, when you have that, it's like, uh, what do you do? You know, uh, because it makes you mad. This should not have happened to his marriage, shouldn't have happened to him, shouldn't yeah. have happened to his church, any of yeah. that. Right? Well, it broke my heart, and it's a book that I think you and I have talked about before um, called Leading on Empty. Mm. And, uh, Wayne I, Cordero? Yes. Yeah. And I read the stats, Hawaii. you know, kind of started yeah. that off with the stats, and I'm like, what do you, wait, I spend every day of my life, literally every day of my life with pastors, and 1,500 pastors leave the church every month? And whether you, you know, you buy that stat and, and whatever, I'm just like, this is kind of making me upset. And that's where Replenish came from. That's where it came from. And so I just started calling guys. At the time, I was traveling and speaking a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had access to a couple of locations. And so I said, just just come with me. And so we'd take 10 guys and we're like, what are we going to do? I don't know. Just meet me in LAX. <laughs> and we're going to love on each other and love Jesus and pray for each other and spend some time together. So you do like a three-day, three-night, three four-day Correct. Sort of yeah, four-day, three-nights. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's a, it's a retreat. We don't call it that. We call it an experience, Ooh, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but we really try to like, we don't have a, we, we have a, a, a big agenda, what we, we try to do, but you wouldn't know it by, mm. you know, the guys that come on, they're like, man, you kind of shoot from the hip or whatever. And because the, the beauty of it is having like some battle buddies, right? You have people from different parts of the country that are in the same space as you and mm. you go, and you can just share life. So whether you get on a retreat or you just like find a guy you got to have coffee with, you need somebody to just take off the gloves and go, can we just have, have conversation? Like, mm. you know, we had breakfast recently and it's therapeutic for me. I got to, you know, ask yeah. a couple questions. Yeah. Things are rolling around in my head. And yeah, and that. you brought me some great coffee, so that was awesome. Enjoy, man. Yeah, thank Enjoy. you. Hey, you know what's interesting about, uh, you know, Leading on Empty, Wayne Cordero's book, is that he tabbed a guy who's actually been on this podcast on Brave Men named James Kraft, and he tabbed this young warrior hero guy that was just killing it within his denomination, traveling, speaking, doing all this stuff, tabbed him as the next pastor of that church. You know, because Wayne had gone through this thing, goes, okay, I need a successor, da 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 tabs James Kraft, only to find out within six months it came out that James had his own issues. Mm. And he had uh, relationships with people that were not his wife, women are not his wife, and he had a porn issue, which he's talked about very openly. And today, now James actually has a ministry that mm. deals with that. Love deals with, and they live in uh, Ventura. And uh, has a great ministry, James Craft, James and Terry Craft, uh, and I would recommend that to people dealing with stuff. And you go back and listen to that podcast, but it's fascinating, isn't it? Here's Wayne going through this. Yes. Writes that book about that, and then right behind that comes a guy that looks like, dude, this guy's stud. Well, we want to find that thirty percent, right? Where's? <laughs> I, yeah. I spent my time with those seventy percent, but like, give me the thirty percent, man. I want the people that's going long term. What are the biggest issues you think that that people face that are in leadership? I mean, we got a lot of guys. And I'm not talking about just in church or church life, but I'm talking about, you know, you're running uh, uh, a store, you're running a, a business that you have. What are the things that tend to trip us up as men? It is, that's a great question, and it probably takes two answers because there's a COVID answer and a post-COVID answer. Oh, wow. I, I would say because, uh, you know, in, in regards to pastors, there's probably 10 things that will split your church or that, you, you know, 50 mm. things that you can't say from the pulpit that two years ago we never even considered, never even thought of. And so that makes things, makes, makes your burden a little bit heavier, mm -hmm. and you're always kind of looking over your shoulder and, and whatever. So... When we do our replenish experiences and, and when I do some coaching or, you know, some other in-service stuff, we always talk about our soul. And mm. we spend billions of dollars every year 
and healthcare. And we hook machines up to our bodies and we pull stuff outside of our bodies and analyze it. And then there's the church takes care of our spirit, you know, maybe so hopefully, mm. but who watches out for the soul? Wow. And if we look at soul care, you can't really do a deep dive without coming up with a lot of scripture, mm. you know, and we have examples of, of David talking to his soul, soul, get up. soul, why are you down? Get up. And so we, we go through this, so, you know, several exercises called the six domains of soul. And uh, we feel like if, if you can be knowledgeable of something that like kind of really weighs in on you and like can make you a better person, or if it's your soul is really kind of sucking air, uh, make you not so much a good person. And so we really try to work with people and challenge them to say, you know, how is it with your soul? Like the old Methodist circuit writers, yeah, yeah. they used to greet each other. Hey, yeah, brother, how is it, it with your soul? That was it, because it started with Wesley and his small groups. Yes. And then that's where they opened it up. How is it with your soul? And so there's all these issues that, that weigh yeah. on our soul more and more. And, and no matter who you are, uh, pastor, non-pastor, it doesn't matter. you got a soul, and if you can take care of your soul, I think. So that's, that's been, and to answer your question, like that's been a, a major thing is just dealing with soul care that, that we don't even know maybe sometimes is happening. Talking with Rod Jones, who heads up Replenish, replenish.org, replenish.org. And uh, so and we're editing, but can I, can I just yeah. correct that website? It's R-P-L-N-I-S-H. Oh, it sure is. Yeah, I'm looking so, right at it. We'll, we'll edit that. If we were live, I wouldn't have said anything. No, no, we are live. <laughs> we'll just leave it in. I don't mind being corrected to my face in front of my friends. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> I just don't want anybody to go to the wrong place. You know, if they need uh, help, we want to be there for them. R-P-L-N-I-S-H. That's it. And that's our social We'll put it too. in the show notes. In the awesome. show notes. Yeah, yeah. Replenish.org. So, it's, so the, you got a cool logo. Thanks, man. Yeah. We like Replenish. R-E. Why is the R backwards? Is this the art thing? Yeah, there, it's, you know, designers. There's not like a... Yeah, I'm like, it's like a mystical, <laughs> mystical look into the soul. I don't know. I heard of a, a certain friend that's taken a, a doctoral course on kind of some similar stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, well, there you go. Hey, so you talk about this, the pre-COVID and post-COVID, okay? After COVID, what's the difference? I think um, we just had a, 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 man, they call it the great reset or they call it mm -hmm. a lot of other things, but like it gave us a new understanding and a new awareness that like, I think it kind of sped us up in, into like, you know, 10 years forward or whatever. And so mm. everything from political correctness to some injustice and some other things that we're rethinking that, um, that just kind of hit us all at once. Right. And so it's like, we got out of the crock pot and into the microwave. It was so, amplified. And, yes. Yeah. Word. Yeah, it was amplified and everybody was looking at stuff and everybody's watching the news and, and uh, you know, trying to find out what the daily stats are. And, Good night. you know, everybody had that world o meter, you know, like yeah. all that stuff. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, it changed. It changed uh, perspectives, if you will. And I think the, the Is way that a good thing or a bad thing. Mm. I, I think, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got to figure it out, yeah. right? Like yeah, if yeah, it's yeah. a good thing, you can figure it out and leverage it. And if it's not, you know, like if you just, you know, like if COVID was the Titanic hitting the iceberg, mm. did you uh, take a chance to like reevaluate and go, we probably need to like find a lifeboat right now. Or did you go, no, 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 I'm going to pretend like nothing's happening. I'm going to still play the violin right. on the, on the deck and yeah. watch everything go down. I mean, yeah, it's Mike Tyson when he said, uh, everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. <laughs> Right? 100. So we all had a plan. We all had a plan. It was all perfectly lined out and then bang. 
we got hit. Do you know it's fascinating during uh, COVID, COVID produced the whole COVID thing, produced a new billionaire every 90 minutes. Holy cow. Yeah. Remember Mason? Wow. Yeah, that, that was Wall Street Journal, I think, or one of those. Uh, no, it might have been Bloomberg, but it was uh, fascinating when I read that a couple of weeks ago. Wow. Uh, and, and part of that is the compression of things and all those thing, things accelerated. So the negative accelerated as well as the positive, right? Interesting. So the gap, the, the wealth gap actually increased, hmm. right? That gap between people who are able to find enough food for their family and the people who can't. Fascinating. And that gap has increased and the food deserts didn't go, to, go away, mm. you know? So, uh, so tell me, what are the domains? Tell me about the uh, domains. domains we, this is fascinating. We, we have them kind of built around an acronym called MFRESH. And so it's your, your mental domain of the soul. So, okay. so mental M, uh, F, fresh is financial, relational, emotional, uh, S is spiritual, and then H is health. So your physical actually, health. Physical health. Okay, okay. Yeah, as opposed to like mental health or. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So the first one, uh, M fresh. So the first one, M is what? It's, it's mental. Mental. Okay, so what do you do there? I mean, what do Man, even that changed people? a lot. Like we yeah. used to think mental was like, you know, are you growing educationally? Are you taking a uh -huh. class? Are you learning a language? Are you doing a wordle? You know, something, just right. anything to do some kind of mental thing. But like one of the big things I think that came out of COVID is the phrase mental health. And like, mm. what are we doing about that? Can we be intentional about talking about our mental health or the lack of mental health? Yeah. And so that created some, some huge um, content for us in regards to the mental domain. We really had to rethink that one. What do you think, what do you think tripped guys up most in mental health? I think isolation. I think a lot of, a lot of people totally. were isolated. I Absolutely. Think, you know, loneliness yeah, you just does weird right things to us. Yeah. You know, just watch Castaway, right? Yeah. It'll freak yeah, you yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wilson. <laughs> we all needed a it's Wilson. Best friend. Right? Sometimes Wilson was our wife, if we're going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, best friend. You know, it's like that guy, it's like the guy that they found and he was on a desert island and they rescued him and there were three buildings he had built and they said, what are those? And he said, those are the three churches. And so this is one guy, it's just you. He says, well, he said, this is the church I go to. That's the one I used to go to. And that one over there is the one we think is going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Is that great? <laughs> yeah. like, you know, that's the way it's kind of the way we are. And we get these little slots. And we, but yeah. mental health, I think uh, for me in dealing with the, the men's space, I think porn accelerated. It's fascinating, isn't it? Think about this. I thought that because of COVID and the shutdowns, quarantines and all that sort of thing, that the birth rate would just skyrocket. Mm. You know, it went down. I did not know. Yeah, that. it actually went down. And the reason, I believe, is because they spent more time together. <laughs> they didn't realize. What's, they, this, what's this podcast rated? Because we could really have some fun right here. Realize they weren't. The same time. No, be truthful. <laughs> but realize they weren't getting along. Hmm. You know? And, uh, and that absolutely just crushes romance. Because hmm. you know, romance isn't about uh, sexiness. You know, that's a, that's a promiscuity side of things, if yes. you will, okay? It's all flesh. Romance starts, uh, I think it's uh, Kevin Lehman who said, sex starts in the kitchen. Mm. In other words, it's, it's like you cooking uh, or me putting stuff in the dishwasher. <laughs> there it uh, it's it's those, those serving each other things. It's, uh, and his 
I think it may have been a whole book that Kevin Lehman wrote, mm. Sex Starts in the Kitchen. And it had to do with relationships and how we relate to each other and how we do things to bless each other without an intended result. Right? Because that's There's a word love. right there. That's, that's a word right there. Yes. And so now all of a sudden you realize as a guy, you were doing things. The only reason you did things is because you're hoping that night your wife has sex with you and so, or your girlfriend or whoever it is. And all of a sudden, you're not doing those things because you don't have the same motivation. Mm -hmm. Everything begins to change. Birth yeah. rate went down. That's crazy. Isn't that something? You know, I know we keep this real. I and know, divorce I know rate, rate went up. And 70% of the divorces that have been filed in the last 18 months were filed. 70% were initiated by women. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. I think, I think she found out that he wasn't a grown-up. Yeah, more time together might do that. Yeah. Hey, I know we keep it real, and yeah, I just, yeah. if we're okay to pause, like, I just feel like we're talking about porn, and I know you deal with that, yeah. but, like, I just feel like there may be somebody listening right now that's, Absolutely. like, super guilty and just feeling like, oh, my gosh, I can't do this. God can't use me. Mm -hmm. But I just want to speak life to you, sir. Yeah, do it. God can use you. And yeah, all you got to do, you're forgiven. You're, it doesn't question your salvation. It's just a little maintenance strategy that the enemy has. And so you need to release the guilt, get, get away from that, get closer to Jesus, because there is healing, and there's, there's life super life for you on the other side of that we've got a, a podcast that's right around it'll be right around the same time that this will be uh, broadcast with you rod talking with rod jones with uh, replenish and it's replenish.org that's it replenish rp <laughs> what is it that the r-p-l-n-i-s-h yes replenish without the ease okay but talking with rod um one of the things that that uh has really struck me was not just the guilt but the shame and um, my son, Brandon, who pastors C3 Church in Fort Worth, C3 Fort Worth, asked me to uh, speak on John 21. Uh, it was part of the Easter season. And John 21 is where Peter gets forgiven of shame. Mm. Not just, I, I, I believe he knew he was released from guilt, but he still felt the shame of having denied Christ. And Jesus, you read chapter 21 of, of John, and listen to the podcast about shame. Um, you'll find that that what Jesus did for him was release him from the shame. And I'll give you a little quick thing on it. Guilt is knowing you made a mistake. Shame is believing you are the mistake. Ooh, mm, that's solid. So right there, that's what uh, one of our friends, what you spoke to right now from one of our friends listening, was you spoke mm. over that. Yeah. That uh, yeah, I made a mistake and. Yeah, it's me. I'm the problem. And that's what replenish is about, right? True. When you talk about mental health, it's beginning to believe. It's beginning to rewrite your story. Mm. So your story lines up with Jesus' story. Yes. Because that's supposed to be our story, right? Well, and Jesus re restored Peter back into you know, his sonship or however term you want to use, but he replenished Peter in the, in the, at the end of that chapter or the middle of the chapter after the, yeah. after the shame was wiped What's away. the most important things about soul care? You know, if I, if I want to move into that, and now you've got tools on your site, there's other people who are talking about it. Uh, just right now, as I'm working out, listening to this podcast, driving my car, whatever it may be, give me a couple things that, you know, do this, don't do that. Sure. I'd say the first one is huge. Just realize you have a freaking soul. Wow. <laughs> we, we don't realize it. And if we do, we're like, oh, that's great. It's soul food. It's, you know, uh, you know, that music's <laughs> got soul. It's, you know, no, you have 
a soul. And so whether you're a dichotomous or trichotomous, and you can go back to the beginning if you want to, but like find out what soul is. And, and I just got to caution you, if you go to the Google, uh, it, you'll find a lot of metaphysical things. And so yeah, I'm not yeah. talking about that stuff. Well, there may be some truth to some whatever. Everything but I'm saying, we do is based on the word of God. On the word of God. Yeah. Like go to scripture and just, mm-hmm. just do a word search and, and like soul or verses on soul. Realize that you have, and that's, that's how we end one of our talks on our replenish experiences. Like you have a freaking soul. Mic drop, see ya, you know. <laughs> and there's even, if, if somebody really wants to get really weird, there's a, there's a guy, uh, there was an Austrian medical doctor in the early 1900s that did an experiment on, on dying patients. Oh, and yeah. so he found patients that, didn't, that were going to experience death soon, yeah. and he put them on scales and weighed them at the point of death in a nonviolent yeah. death where they just kind of slipped into the afterlife. Yeah. He found out that the human soul weighs 21 grams because at the point of death, 21 grams left every human. Really? 21 grams of weight left every human. Wow. That's no other, no other, no other dude, animals or mammals or, yeah. Dude, that, that sounds like your next book. <laughs> 21 grams. 21 grams. So yeah. you can check that out. I don't recommend that. I just give that to yeah, say, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There, is, there is some substance but, but here. But the point is, okay, number one, reality, be present, realize you have a soul. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Which means, because what you talked about, King David, David said, I cause my soul to praise the Lord. Uh, rise up, soul, and praise him. Yes. You know, there's yes. over and over. Uh, Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift. Yes. That's in you, right? Yes. Yeah, the Spirit of God's alive, but sometimes our soul can, can be um, what, parched, dry. Yes, yes. Dead or lifeless. Or, well, you know, so what do one, I do? What do I do? All right, well, I got a soul. Now what? Okay, so once you got a soul, you realize that. Then the next one is learn how to learn some things about your soul and how to take care of your soul. And that's where we would introduce our acronym MFresh. And just if you realize that you have six domains to your soul that can be like little gates to allow the good stuff in mm-hmm. and the bad stuff out, or you know, like keep your soul going. And like for instance, one of the exercises we do is we challenge people to look at their soul as like a helium balloon, but not just one place to blow it up, but six. And, uh, and if your helium balloon is up, we've all bought balloons for our kids, right? Yeah, so the, yeah, yeah. the first day, man, it's bouncing off the ceiling. The next day, you know, it's yeah. mid, mid-ship, and then it's on the ground. And day three, it's because it needs some more helium in it. And mm. so if we realize we have these soul domains, six of them, and our, you know, if we look at our soul like a, like a helium balloon that yeah. can, like, interject, you know, like some good stuff to keep our balloon going up. Or, you know, like if we have a, a leaky valve, you know, it's going to cause, you know, the opposite. Yeah. So this is, this is where I, I could become a follower of Christ. I can be treating my wife, right. Um, I can be reading the word of God, but if I can't provide for my family, boom, and, and still we don't, got, we don't still pay got attention to that, thing Paul, right? Because it's like me. operating in the background. It's like having 20 Google, uh, references open in the computer and you're like, <laughs> a bunch of why tabs is my computer open. so slow? Yeah, yeah, yes. Got all these tabs open. Yes. I think that's how I live my life. <laughs> <laughs> People go, what was that guy's name? I go, dude, I don't remember. I got too many tabs open. <laughs> I can't, yes. I can't access it right now. But it, but it's great. So I'll give the Neural example density. like the, you kind of did. Like, you know, you, you get up in the morning, you know, you have six domains and once you realize, mm-hmm. okay, so you're going, okay, man. So I had great devotional time, right? I listened to the, the men podcast, man. So Paul pumped me up for the day. Yeah. I read my scriptures. I had breakfast with my wife and kids. It's great. But then I jump on the freeway and everybody driving faster than me is a maniac and everybody driving slower than me is an idiot. And why is my soul like a mess right now? Yeah. Well, it's because you're $20,000 in debt and you may yeah. not realize it, but your soul does and your soul is leaking. And There's so you got a background thing rolling. Correct. Wow. So we have to start taking care of these things in reality. Uh, you have to. 
You know, we are so good as, as uh, men. Uh, we're really experts at denial. And I think, the, no, <laughs> yeah, no, well, I was looking at you just because we're sitting across from each other. If you want to take that, then you can take it, Rod. I don't know what you're talking about. But, um, but uh, I think one of the greatest denial phrases of all time is the Aussies. You know, when they raise a cup and they go, she'll be right, mate. <laughs> it's like, have a pint. She'll be right. No, she won't be right. Yeah. Yeah, she won't be right. You actually have to deal with it stuff. It takes work. Yeah, it takes work. And you got to call somebody and you got to make stuff happen. And, and uh, <laughs> I remember at my, uh, this is funny, man. Okay, this is vulnerable. So at my uh, birthday party here recently, uh, I was, we had a number of people there because it was a big birthday and, and uh, one of my friends, Glenn, who's on our board, I introduced him, I go, hey, here's Glenn. We first met when I got him out of jail. You know, I was joking around. And he stood up to say something because there were some people that didn't know him. He stood up to say something and uh, he said, well, you may not have gotten me out of jail, but I did get you out of jail. I'm like, dude, you're right. <laughs> This goes back like, okay, this goes back to like 1986 or something. And there were parking tickets I hadn't taken care of in downtown <laughs> Dallas. And I'm one of like five people that got arrested and had to like make bail. So I'd call Glenn at two in the morning and go, bro, the only person I knew had cash. Hey, bro, I need <laughs> you come down. Yeah, it's, call it's for my sure wife. that you didn't know it wasn't the only guy that wasn't going to say you know, anything because. And so, like, like they did it to about five guys, and the sixth guy was like a some lawyer here in Dallas, and he sued the heck out of the police department. They never did that again on parking tickets. Oh my! But for no, it was one ten dollar parking ticket. Oh. And I just hadn't taken care of it, and then you know they send you a thing that goes, okay, now you now you, now you get cost. I don't know what it is now, but you know, then it was like Crazy. now it's eighty bucks. Okay, then it's 120 or something. They keep sending you little notes and you just go, yeah, whatever. Like a parking ticket, right? And we just don't take care of stuff. Mm. And, and, man, and it'll add up if you keep ignoring it. Just because well, you ignore you it doesn't mean it doesn't go away. Boom. So that's true of every mm. part of our lives. Yes. So you could, you could have, for instance, here I am. Uh, let's say I'm a man. I'm in my mid-30s. And, and I've been to church for 20 years. I've been reading the Bible, reading books, doing this now, whatever. And I'm basically finally at, like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I got it. It'd be like a journeyman carpenter who just knows his stuff. Eh, I know how to do a Christian thing. And you mm -hmm. quit reading the Word, which mm -hmm. is what J. Mm -hmm. Robert Clinton talked about in Making of a Leader. Yes. Quit reading the Word. Or if you do read it, it's just because you're going to share something with somebody. <laughs> or right? preach. <laughs> or preach. So all you do is you just go look for the that Scripture. So you stop that connection. And then it's like, then you, you know, a couple of other little things slide. And then there's a little slide here, a little thing there, a little, well, this won't really matter. And an extra glass of wine, that won't be a big deal. And now all of a sudden you're texting somebody mm, inappropriately, mm, 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 mm. right? Because you, you've lost your base. Yeah. I mean, these are real things that, that, really real. that you and I know people who have had to walk through yes. the result of that. I mean, Sam Chan, Sam Chan said something one time, and he's a great, great friend, and uh, he's written some great books on leadership. And church consultant, and Sam said one time, he was up talking to a group of pastors, and he said, hey, he said, you know, if I, uh, if I was uh, to have an affair, he said, what I, what I ought to do as I'm having that affair, 
He says, just bring my keys, bring the mortgage to my car, uh, mm, to my house, wow. uh, bring this, bring that. He said, bring all these things and just hand it to her because I'm about to just blow all that up. Gosh. And then it, it was a funny line. He goes, you know, think about that for, you know, for 120 seconds of joy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's Everybody a perspective. Everybody laughing, but, but he was right. Yeah. I mean, you think about that and it's, it's, it's not a stretch to tip into that, particularly in the world in which we live, mm. right? That stuff's easy because it's just there. And maybe that's part of the difference than when you, uh, years ago, you know, you had to go uh, travel to another village to find somebody you could have an affair with. Mm. Right? Yeah. Because everybody in your village knew you. And maybe these, this is part of the change that we have to deal with. Maybe. Mm. Maybe uh, we have to be even more uh, vigilant, armed, dangerous, go through, through things like you're doing with replenish mm. than we ever did before, right? Well, I think that's, that's true, right? The counter, because like we have more ways than ever to, to be naughty. <laughs> yeah. so, so maybe we have to find more ways than ever to you know, wow. counteract that. I think, that's, I think that's a great phrase. There are more ways to screw up we need, and so we have to find more ways to keep healthy. And I like the way you said it better, by the way. Oh. Naughty isn't we'll the strongest yeah. word. Naughty, I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay if you're talking to your son who's 13. <laughs> Even he saying. would look at you and go, what? <laughs> exactly. Dad, you talked to me like that when I was eight. <laughs> so, so how are you doing this with your own son, Imfresh? You know, we uh, we stay purposeful because he's 13 and, you know, it's yeah. like he's not that little kid anymore that loves his dad and like worshiped his dad. And he's told got body him. odor now, man. He's, yeah, he's got leg hair. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so, you know, I, I try to be intentional in my relationship yeah. with him and uh, not everything's a lecture and not everything's this. It's just, you know, wow. we've been going to the gym yeah. this summer. Good. Like he's at that place where he's like, let's go work out. I'm like, OK. Wow. And uh, and so just those relational points the specific yeah. strategic relational points so we just it's while we're driving and then we go get a smoothie you know yeah like make it a pleasurable experience i don't go get a smoothie every time after uh you know work out yeah. but when he's with me i'm like let's go do this let's make this a thing and maybe something comes up maybe it doesn't but i'm hoping he'll remember going to the gym with dad dr kevin lehman uh i i did a number of tv shows with him years ago and and uh, he called them teachable moments mm. he said there are those teachable moments you can't force now, there are moments that, ha that arrive at which you have to deal with some things or whatever, but, but uh, there have to be those teachable moments that, that come because you, everything grows or dies based on the atmosphere. Hmm. So you have to build that atmosphere for conversation and then set up the atmosphere. Yes. And then not force it into the atmosphere, right? Yes. Yes. Or not force the teachable moment. Right. So just yeah. driving to school every day or driving to the gym or, you know, getting to school yeah, or whatever. Yeah. That may not. I may really want to talk to him about something. But you know what? Being a yeah, dad, knowing that I'm moment. intentionally building these yeah. connecting times, the teachable moments will happen. My dad used to say you can't mold dry clay. Interesting. Yeah. 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 You got to have that something, that atmosphere. Yes. I think it's super important as you're raising children, sons and daughters. Um, okay, Imfresh, and the last thing was what? What was the H? The H is health. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough How one. How important is that? Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, 
every once in a while we get into debates like which is the most important you know domain or whatever <laughs> and you can make a case for all of them being important but here's the deal like if you don't have a body <laughs> none of the other stuff matters right so right. i mean there's been a lot of people that have uh, prematurely left this earth with potential in them because you know of, of silly things because of you know natural disasters because of accidents but also because of self-sabotage you know if yeah. you're you know 50 pounds yeah. overweight i mean let's talk right well there have been groups of people and uh, and i come out of stream of that 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 they taught you sacrifice everything for the sake of the of the gospel mm. and in fact they taught it my dad bought into it early in in our lives we talked about it a lot later was that uh, you sacrifice everything including your family mm. And uh, health was one of them. I, I can, in fact, I can tell you it's still very prevalent that there is a uh, kind of a badge of honor of your voice that no longer works because you preached it out, uh, that, you, that you have issues because you work so hard, that you, uh, you know, there's all these little yeah. things, man, just giving it all, putting it all out there, you know, burning out for God. I think, um, I think that thing's just a lie from the pit. Absolutely. Yeah, or right. like the one that, that I always said, you know, the old guys, I'm going to die with my fingers on the pulpit. Really? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. and that has happened. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I, uh, I'll be with some friends, and uh, uh, they had a, a pastor who passed away at 50 years of age. Okay, I'll be with them uh, doing some men's conferences at, the, mm. at that church. The guy built a great church. And I said, why, what happened to your pastor, man? What happened here? He said, well... He never took care of himself, mm. ever. Mm. And he got on the circuit, traveled, got very overweight, and, uh, and had underlying issues that begin to rise up and just pop, 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 and then didn't deal with those. Yeah. It was like, hey, now God knows that I'm preaching. I preached, yeah. yeah. And 50 years of age, bro. Nah. I mean, that's what happened to, it's, and I, uh, well, I won't name names, but I've got three friends now that I know of who's either their father or their father figure died prematurely because of that. Now, obviously, we know people get in car wrecks and uh, stuff happens to our physical body. You may get cancer or something else. That's, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about actually just not maintaining. Well, stuff that we know that's like we, it's really just, obvious. I mean, listen, if we don't diet and exercise, I mean, just exercise three times a week, 30 minutes a time. Like, yeah. There's no excuse for us not doing that for real. Yeah. Can I, can I say something? Like, there's two you books You can say anything you want. That's why you got okay. the microphone over there. Paul, I love you. I got the little button over I here, dig though. You, bro. I do I, have I a love, button over here. That's oh, a little yeah, mute button. <laughs> yeah, just being... Yeah. Two, two things along uh, the health domain that really yeah. impacted me this year. There's okay. the obvious stuff, right? Just Google it. You know, you know if you're overweight. You know yeah, if you don't yeah. exercise, right? Yeah. I get it. But uh, I read a book on breathing, and it was called Breathe. Mm. Fascinating. Great book. Fascinating, yeah. right? I think maybe we talked about that. So, I, I mean, just, just something as simple as that. Can, can add years to your life yeah. just by breathing properly. Yeah. And another one is called Why We Sleep. I, I mean, if you're getting less than six hours of sleep, it's just probably not really good for you. No, yeah. So it's, you know, that's the number one, I've got to wear this Fitbit, but that's the number one thing I track mm. is my sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you got that, you're probably tracking other things, like if you stand or Oh, yeah, no, I'm tracking my or... resting heart rate, you know, and, uh, yeah. and all those sorts of things and, and uh, trying to get my, you know, 10,000 steps in every day, which we find out now was just some guy came up with that because it was <laughs> yes. a cool number when they were doing all these, some guy in Silicon Valley who didn't, never did that. And, and the actual number is like 7,200 or something you actually really need on a regular day. And uh, four times a week. But uh, 
It was a, a British study that just came out in, in one of the British medical journals that talked about people who walk four times a week live 15 years longer I on average. That. Did you yes. see that? Was it, yes. was it 15 years longer? Something yes. like that? Yes. Fascinating. Isn't that amazing? Just walking. It didn't say you had to get your heart rate up. It didn't say, you know, like, I don't think it said how long. I think it said a number. I mean, like a yeah, time frame. Have, but it yeah, it did have like a time. Yeah, it was like a half hour. It was like four times a week for a half hour each time. Walking. You can't do that. Walking. I mean, you can double dip, right? You can, like, walk and, like, bring your spouse. And, like, you know, yeah. you could, like, have meaningful conversation or yeah. fall in love again or talk about yeah. stuff. Judy and I started walking when COVID started. And she had never walked before. She'd always been a gymnasium person, you know, with the classes and all that stuff. Well, they shut all that down. So we went and started walking, and she's never stopped. That's awesome. She's never stopped. Now, I, go, I went back to the gym, do the treadmill and stuff and whatever, but she's never stopped. She gets out early in the morning and uh, does her three miles about four times a week. And she loves it. She loves being out. She's listening to the podcast. She's listening to, you know, whoever, Bobby Houston or, or – um, you know, Lisa, uh, you know, Bevere or somebody like that, you know, and, and just comes back, just energized, fired up, day's going well, she feels great. Wow. You know, right. that reminds me of another book that uh, talked about, was talking about rest. Yeah. And you recommended it. It was to called me, Rest. And uh, I can't remember the guy's name because yeah. it was definitely not uh, Western. But yeah. uh, one Secular of his book. things he said, and it was a great, great read. Yeah. Uh, very, very scientific. And, and one of the things he was talking about rest, but he was talking about rest in your walking. And he made all these uh, discoveries about people that had come across these elaborate epiphanies and life changing things while they were walking. While walking. Yeah. 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 It's uh, that's important stuff. So talking with Rod uh, Jones and this is Brave Men uh, Outreach Ministry of Christian Men's Networks. Thanks for being with us today. But hey, a couple summing points like, you know, with replenish. You guys are doing these retreats for pastors, leaders. If we go on this website, replenish without the ease. <laughs> dot org. Dot org. R-P-L. N-I-S-H. N-I-S-H, okay. I'm looking at it. Can't even read it. It's odd. All the good stuff, you know, all the good stuff's taken. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Get creative. No, but it worked. But on the other hand, if you just, if you just Google, you know, if you search or DuckDuckGo or whatever you're using... Uh, replenish ministry. You'll find us. Bam, there you are. Yes. You're like number one up there. Come on. Something's SEO, working. bro. Come <laughs> on, man. Yeah. It's like, and so, um, so that's replenish. It's, a, it's an incredible thing that you're doing, and you've given your life to that now. It's been humbling. It's, it's been amazing just to serve. You know, we, we started working out with a lot of pastors, and we're reaching out into other areas with other business guys. And I mean, because everybody's got a soul, but uh, yes, absolutely. And I don't know what God's all doing with it. A lot of times it's just like, he's like, we're going this direction and we're going, oh, yeah. okay, God, you know, because we have some things down, like our, uh, our replenish experiences are really hitting, but we're moving into the thought space and doing some other things that are super creative, but again, all in the purpose of keeping pastors healthier and in ministry longer. And, you know, so you the do the trips and then you develop cohorts. Correct. So the guys have a band of brothers, peer driven, if you will. Yes. Right? And uh, you have resources, you have a community, the, the Replenish community, ongoing relationships. And so I would recommend it. And uh, Rod, it's amazing what you're doing with this, man. Thanks, well man. Well done, bro. We love it. Love it. Thank you, Jesus, yeah, for letting fantastic. us do it. Yeah. Shout out to your son and daughter. What are Absolutely. Their names? Sage and Sophia. Love Sage you, Sage and Sophia. You make me happy every day. 
That's awesome, man. And your wife. And Jeannie, yes. Come on. I wouldn't have those two without her, so. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, baby. Love you. <laughs> Just don't yeah. ask her the question we talked about earlier. What's making you, you know, what yeah, well, are you yeah. complaining about right now? Because yeah. I don't the think we have deal. enough time on our podcast for yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Hey, thanks for being on Brave Men today, man. Thank it's you, Paul. It's really been a blessing, Rod. God bless you, bro. Thanks. Love what you do. You've just experienced Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Paul is president of the Christian Men's Network. Connect with Paul at cmn.men or write to him at paul at cmn.men.